Enough of Drew and I. Let's listen to a real-life Mandalorian. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Hey everyone, welcome back to another interview-tastic episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And I'm Retta. Retta, we got <laughs> a guest tonight, as you can tell from the title when you clicked on this, but we have Retta from the Discord, who has been with us for quite a while, and she's been a big part of the Discord in our podcast for a while now, so we thought, what better thing to do than to have her on because she has some cool stuff that she does in her life that's way cooler than drew and i so <laughs> it'd be cool to have her and talk about her experiences and so uh i look forward to this interview tonight but before we should get started we had a q a from last week's finale ahsoka finale and i uh, will oh, go over yeah. just a few answers that we got because i think it's interesting what we some of the answers that we got um but my question was what are your overall thoughts and rating for the first season of Ahsoka. Uh, Ivy Butcher says, I think it's, uh, I think I still would have liked without seeing Rebels, just would not be as invested in it a lot of stuff at the end. Um, Aaliyah says, Twas good. Twas. Uh, Red Buff says, The season was great, wanted a different outcome for the finale, and IDK about. Sabine being force sensitive, but everything else was great. Uh, pizza says 9.9999 out of 10. Needs some Jar Jar Binks in it. <laughs> uh, Connor <laughs> McClowski says, I liked it a lot of it. The finale was underwhelming. I got extremely annoyed by those turtle crab snails by the second episode. <laughs> I wish Dave kept his character, Sabine, who she order already was. Six and a half out of ten. Crow Crazy says, I would give it a nine out of ten. I really enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed this season of Ahsoka more than the last season of Mandalorian, and I would definitely be on board for a second season of Ahsoka. And the biggest hot take of all our answers from Joshua Andrew says, Mm -hmm. honestly, as a whole, and Ahsoka being my favorite character and being a huge Rebels fan, this sucked, dot, dot, dot. I hate it. I hate to say it, but because of this show, Ahsoka is no longer my favorite character. Four Whoa. out of ten. <laughs> Whoa. Hot take from Joshua Andrew. I think that's the first time we've ever had a response from that individual. So, um, Should we do a moment, moment of silence for him? <laughs> um, but everyone's entitled to their opinions. I think, I think with this show... There's a lot that you have to like go back and look and understand like as a big picture rather than individual parts. So, but 
I don't think it can ruin Ahsoka for me. I think no, that's a little aggressive. You can say it ruined another character, but not Ahsoka. And I, maybe Reddit will have comments about that tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have yeah. some thoughts. But yeah, so thank you everyone for your uh, answers to that question. Yeah, Ahsoka's done. And, and we'll- send it a voicemail, Josh. Yeah, Joshua, Andrew, come on. Let's 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 get a voicemail let's, and let's let's really hash really it out. to us. Come on, <laughs> that's aggressive. I like it. That is aggressive. Yep. Hot takes are always fun in in Star Wars because everyone has their own opinions and then they're fun. But we're not here for that. We're here for an interview with Retta. And so, welcome, Retta. If, if Retta wants to talk about Ahsoka the whole time. <laughs> Uh, we could do another three hour podcast like we've done (laughs) a lot of them but we might as well just jump into it so as always with our interviews this is what our fifth interview and so our normal thing is is what is your Star Wars story basically saying how did you become a Star Wars fan what's the history behind that so Retta take it away Um, so I distinctly remember watching A New Hope for the first time when I was 10 years old, um, with my parents and like, I liked it, but I wasn't super captivated by it. And like, I remember I had seen like all of the originals and the prequels by the time I graduated high school. Um, I just like, I enjoyed them, but wasn't really super into the franchise. And then like went to see all the other movies when they came out in theaters Um, but it wasn't until like late 2021, I was getting ready for a trip to Disney world and was like, Oh, if I'm going to galaxy's edge, I should like watch the shows to get caught up and started with Mandalorian and really just fell in love with it. But was super confused in season two by all of these cameos of characters that I had no idea who they were. Um, and that's actually how I found empire radio slash like the Mandalorian podcast when you guys still had that. Because I was trying to find a podcast to explain it to me. And then I joined your guys' Discord. And everybody's like, you should watch the animated shows. Um, so I went through those. And I enjoyed Clone Wars. But Rebels was really the one that got me into the fandom. And ever since watching Rebels, I've been like sold out 100% for the Star Wars fandom. So Cool, cool. Because I think was it, it was during the book of Boba Fett that you joined a Discord slash sent in your first voicemail yeah um gotcha so, that so was... you're a fairly new star wars fan yep yeah because that would have been a january february of 2022 so that was last yeah. like a little over a year and a half ago is when it all started like taking off for retta yep so, and i remember i remember in the discord we were like always pressuring you to finish the show the animated shows <laughs> And then, like, we were, like, no one was, like, talking about the show because it was letting you re- take your responses and, like, reactions and stuff. And then we could talk about as things were, were unfolding. Um, but didn't you, like, finish the two shows, like, in, like, four months or three months or something like that? Yeah, I think I started Clone Wars, like, early to mid-February, and then I had finished Rebels by the end of April. And that was, Dang. so that was all seven seasons of Clone Wars, all four seasons of Rebels, and the first season of Bad Batch. Yeah, because it, wasn't it you're trying to get done before the Kenobi series started? Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. anyone out there who's like, you don't got time, 
Well, you can make time. You can make time if you if you really <laughs> want to know what's going on. Um, it's worth it to make time for Rebels. All right, cool. So then with that, we're kind of talking about this kind of in two parts, some at the end, but you've also done something interesting on your own time with your fandom. So you want to tell us a little bit about that and why you're a real life Mandalorian? As <laughs> yeah. So July of 2022, I went to my first ever convention, which was Fan Expo Denver, and I met a cool group of customers called the Mandalorian Mercs. And it's people who had made their own Mandalorian armor. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Um, And so I joined them last December and started working on building my armor and got my armor all done and approved by June. So then the last like four months, I guess now, I've just been trooping like crazy. We do a bunch of charity events at like, you know, charity walks and community events and you know, just all sorts of stuff like that. And I just dress up like a Mandalorian with my friends and we just goof off and have a good time. <laughs> and if people want to follow you on Instagram, what is your tag? Uh, it's diabetic.cosplayer on Instagram. All right, cool. Go follow Reddit because she always posts tons of <laughs> reels and stories and pictures mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's always cool seeing the interaction that she has with the fans. Um all right, that's a cool story because it seems like everyone else that we've interviewed has been like a lifelong fan. And so like having like a new fan. Yeah, is, well, is especially your cosplayer already. Like you like yeah. in and then like jumped over half the fandom. Because like that's something I've always wanted like to join the 501st or like do something like that. Like deep down yeah. I always wanted to do that. But then I've been so afraid just to like – jump in i don't know why it's like this weird like i don't even like to talk to him that much because i kind of get a little afraid like (laughs) the first time i really sat down and like talked to them was with jeremiah at um uh nerd and outcon yeah that we went to and that was the first time like because jeremiah and tanner were already like looking through their book and talking to them and i walked over there i'm like come on guys this is scary like get over here yeah. <laughs> then i just ended up talking to them and i'm like this, this is really cool but like how do you start that that's like my biggest thing it's like well how does that work we'll talk about that with some voicemails i know there's the same we got thing, some voicemails so. with that same question but yeah yeah we should so, start with voicemails. so if you want to know how to get connected doing cosplay wait go all the way to the end to the voicemail so i know a lot of you listeners don't continue through the voicemails. I see the, I see the, the bar graph on <laughs> Spotify, but That's anyway, <laughs> Drew, what's the, the next question we have for it? Cause we're going to do you were going first. I did the first one. What's your star Wars story? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> the top two ships. And we'll it's start with that. starships, not relationships. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. So do I list my number two or my number one first? Go with number two and then end with your number one. Okay, so number two would be an X-Wing. I just think they look super cool, and I've always wanted to fly one. Um, awesome. And then my number one is the Ghost, because, like I mentioned, <laughs> I'm obsessed with Rebels, so of course it's the Ghost. <laughs> and then do you have – why do you like the Ghost so much? Obviously, it's Rebels, but like, is there anything specific about the ship that you like? Um, I think just kind of what it means to the crew of Rebels because, like, it's their home and that's where so much of the show is centered around. 
And also, Hera is the best pilot in all of Star Wars. I can and will fight anybody on that. Um, and I just think it's amazing that she's able to, like, dogfight and maneuver in this gigantic cargo ship and keep up with, like, ties and all sorts of other much smaller ships. It's just incredible. Yeah, those are solid. Are you planning on getting the Lego set of the guns? Uh, or the micro or vintage collection? Probably um, eventually. I don't have anywhere to put it right now, but once I get my own place, that'll be like the first Lego set that I get. Yeah. How many pieces is that one? It's not that big. It's not like the big, big one. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you know, like the right. light. I don't even know how to explain The light it. cruiser that just came out? Yeah, it's not like that. It's like, it's kind of like they're miniature big ship i don't even know how to explain it Is it like a few hundred pieces or mm, it's probably at least a thousand i don't know uh louie who i go to the cons with sometimes uh, um and he is like really close to tanner they're like best friends he just bought and put it together and it, it seems like it's like it's got football size football size that's it or a little bit bigger like a beach ball yeah, like it's not it's not like they're big ones. They'll come out with one though, especially now. Like they're gonna come out with like a four hundred, five hundred dollar one. I think this one's like one fifty or something. Well, Reda, if you ever get that Lego set, we expect you to to videotape or videotape video nineteen ninety five. Record record yourself putting it together and putting videos up for that. That'd be really cool to watch you build that. All right. All right. Next up. Top two lightsabers. Uh, so number two would be Ezra's blaster saber from the first two seasons of Rebels. Awesome. Just, Everybody, people hate that so much, but I like it. It's so cool. And I like, I love that it's so practical for him at that point because he doesn't quite know how to block blaster shots. And he also needs a weapon he can use without revealing himself as a Jedi. So that's true. The practicality of that situation it worked for him mm-hmm. yeah that's that's a good fighting point jeremiah for next time you and andrew argue about that bring that up <laughs> oh i will <laughs> um, yeah and then my number one would be the dark saber like i want to get oh. a tattoo of it i oh, this should dang. not surprise anybody but i <laughs> i love the symbol that it is to mandalore and like the significance that it had in sabine's life like just really significant to me so if you got it as a tattoo like how big would you like your california saver duh like your whole arm like have it like all the way down your like hip and leg so it looks like it's like like what would you what would you do no like on my forearm so just like on the inside of my forearm here so that it's like visible if i'm wearing short sleeves and like eventually I might get like flowers around it to represent like Ooh. the members of the ghost crew, but I want to, it'll be my first tattoo. So I'm just going to start with first just tattoo, the dark saber and then <laughs> You're going all Honestly, out on first tattoo. <laughs> I've been really thinking about getting Star Wars tattoos, but like American traditional style. Ooh. But like with flowers and stuff, but just like helmets of characters and stuff like, and do a whole sleeve. And then like the base of my hand will be like, flower and uh boba fett's helmet oh god that'd be dope i've been really like talking to my wife about it like pushing her and like her all of her family's gonna get a tattoo in hawaii and i'm thinking i'm just gonna 
get a flower from Hawaii and then like base off that. Like you, you can't just start with one and then you just go in. I fully support this. <laughs> that's a, that's the whole. How much does sleeves cost? Like thousands well, and thousands. I would do of it in like small pieces. Oh, obviously, but I'm saying like that's a lot of money to do a sleeve. Oh, sleeves, yeah. Especially if you're doing like high quality, like if you want to actually look more realistic looking. Like some tattoos are just kind of like basic things that. Well, the one I would do is American traditional is pretty basic, like very colorful, but then like just plain-ish looking. I don't know how to explain it. I want to do realistic because that's intense and way more expensive. Yeah. (laughs) So, so Retta, how did you feel about the Darksaber being destroyed at the end of Mandalorian season three? I was so upset. I almost cried. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah. yeah, I was shocked when that happened. It was unexpected, but I guess it makes sense because it's a new, a new era for Mandalore. So, well, and it happened so quickly too. Like I was talking with my dad about the Mando finale, and I was like, "Yeah, I was really upset they destroyed the dark saber." And he's like, "They what?" And I'm like, "Yeah, don't you remember it was in Bo's hand and he crushed it?" My dad's like, "I didn't see that." <laughs> Funny. All right, Drew. What's the next? Topic. Two top two droids. And we know Chopper is gonna be in what that was probably for sure. <laughs> Spoilers. <Yeah. Yes. laughs> uh number two would be R2D2, which is partially based on the movies, but is largely based on uh one of our droid builders in the area that I troop with a lot has an R2 unit and he is like an absolutely incredible puppeteer for this R2 unit. Like even um Chris Bartlett, the guy who's done a lot of the droid work on screen for Star Wars, told my friend who has this droid, like, you puppeteer this like you're a professional. So I love that R2 unit in particular. Um, and then, yeah, like, number one is Chopper. Hmm? I assume that one's life size. Yeah. That's sweet. Expensive, but pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it took him two years to build it, and it's like tens of thousands of dollars into the project at this point. Holy smokes. But it looks <laughs> legit. It's super, super fun. All right. Well, you said, all right, you said Chopper was your number one. So why would you? Aww. We all know why, but we got to hear from you. <laughs> um, again, I'm just obsessed with Rebels. Um, and I just love how funny he is. I love the fact that, like, you can understand a lot of what he says and it's hilarious to me that a lot of the time it sounds like he's swearing, but you can't technically <laughs> tell because it's not technically in English. But he is. <laughs> yeah. Just say that he is. Um, how many times have you seen Rebels? Uh I've watched it all the way through four times. Well, God, Lord. <laughs> how many times have you watched through Rebels? Um watched through. Watch through, watch through twice, but like I've watched, like from like season two on when it was going live, like I'd watch, uh, Blind Wave on YouTube do the reactions to it. So it's kind of like watching it again the next day with them mm-hmm. at the cut down version. So two full times. Um, last time I watched it was like a year and a half ago, but I'm thinking of maybe diving into it again soon like i haven't done clone wars in a long time so i feel like i need to do clone wars but there's just so much star wars 
out there. It's hard to. I really think, like, depending on how long our hiatus is, I would not mind breaking down Rebels. Well, the rumor is Ooh. end of January, we're getting Skeleton Crew. Oh, dang. That's the rumor. There's been, there's a, this past week, there's been kind of. Did kinda... you see the teaser trailer for Andor Season 2? No. Got leaked? When? It's like a leaked trailer. When? Like yesterday. I didn't see anything from that. It's not like official, but someone like leaked it. I don't know anything about that, but Skeleton Crew possibly in January, end of January or February. And so. That'd be nice for our schedule. <laughs> it was originally supposed to come out this fall. So, yeah, like, uh, it was. So, if the delay would just be. now, I would assume, or like next month. So, I'm thinking we're going to get a trailer maybe next month or something. Sorry, Will. If it's next week, you got to reschedule. <laughs> we already did once. <laughs> um, but. Rebels, yes. So. Uh, twice for me. Drew, you just watched it once. I've seen it. I I've seen it more than once because I watched it live, right? And then I watched it when it all came on Disney Plus. So I've seen it twice, and then I've seen like season three and four more than once. Right. Like. I think like four times total. Because I just kept going back to those, especially with leading up to Ahsoka. I watched all of season four. Mm-hmm. Right. To like help help with it and definitely was needed. But yeah. I feel like Rebels is season one kind of probably pushed a lot of people away in the same way like the first couple of seasons of Clone Wars did for a lot of people. They started right away. Because right. I feel like season one is very, I want to say childish, but it's more of a kid's show. And then it builds up and builds up. And then it gets to the point where you're like, oh, wait, kids watch this still? Like, <laughs> so good. Like, right. So. All right. Cool, cool. So next up, top two creatures in Star Wars. Uh, so number two would be Purgle. Okay. The space whales. Yep. Um, and then star whales officially yeah, come on star whales whatever they're space whales star <laughs> whales is a stupid name whatever um <laughs> uh that my number one is loath cats <laughs> oh dang loath cat huh mm-hmm. your number one did you get a loath cat from galaxy's edge no but when i went i had not seen rebels yet so i didn't know what they were um, um, but now I keep seeing them all over the place, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to get one of those. But I'm going to be putting three little drawings of Loath Cats on the back of my helmet. Like, I'm going to have my two best friends and I are all going to draw one. Like, we're known as the Chaos Trio in our costuming group. Oh, cool. So I'm going to have a little trio of Loath Cats on the back of my helmet. <laughs> cool, cool. Sweet. And do you have a specific Loath Cat that you enjoy the most? Because we see... A live action one in Mando season one and in Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Then, then you got like various ones in the cartoon. I like the animated ones better. The live action ones are a little like stiff. Yeah, they look a little weird, but that's okay. I'm just the excited anytime one I see them. Galaxy's Edge is just purrs, but it's just like a solid thing and just purrs. <laughs> <laughs> 
fun. All right, Drew, what's next? Top two music themes slash songs. Okay, so number two is Kenobi's theme, like from the show. Oh, yeah. I just, anytime I listen to it, like, I just feel like I'm on getting ready to go on an adventure and it just, <laughs> like, it's such an immersive song for me. Um, and then my number one is Sabine's theme. I just, yeah, I resonate so much with Sabine's character. So I always think that Sabine's theme is like a variation of Ahsoka's theme sometimes. Yeah. They're, they are very similar. Like when I was first getting into listening to the soundtracks a lot, I had a hard time distinguishing between the two. So, which is interesting knowing that they're master and apprentice and then they have similar themes. So it's almost mm. like, it's almost like was, was Dave uh, planning something a long time ago that he didn't get the chance to do during rebels, but who knows I have thoughts on that, but who that's... knows that's uh, <laughs> Kevin Kiner does the musical theme. So maybe he just, he, wrote both themes anyway for Ahsoka and Sabine. So he's like, I'll do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Now we're starting to get into some of the, the meteor ones. Drew, what's, what's, uh, I just, Oh, wait, actually we got to take a commercial break. <laughs> we got to follow, follow our, 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 our itinerary. So, before we get into these meaty things, we need to have a beverage along with these meaty things. So if you enjoy coffee and or tea, take a listen to our sponsor for today, Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. Hey everyone, Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor of today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that whether you live in the Twin Cities or not, you can get their coffee beans delivered straight to your door by ordering them online. They even have a subscription service that ensures you never run out of amazing coffee. If you've been looking for some new coffee to try or a way to elevate your normal coffee routine, now's your chance. Head over to wesleyandrews.cc, use the code EMPIRERADIO, that's with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout to get 15% off your first purchase of any bags of coffee or a coffee subscription. I can't think of a better deal. Get 15% off some great coffee, support a small business, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. Do it. Retta, have you had Wesley Andrews tea, coffee or tea? I have. Their coffee is incredible. See, there you go. We're not just making stuff up, folks. We nope. got someone has buy it themselves and has liked it. So that's there you go. There's, yep. it's very good. Yep. All right. Proof in the pudding or in the beans. <laughs> proof in the beans. Oh, there it is. Proof in the beans or in the leaves. Leaves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Drew. What's up next? Uh, you're still your turn. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, you didn't do top two characters. Oh. I'm already getting all messed up. I can't remember anything. <laughs> uh, top two characters, Retta. Uh, so number two is Ezra. I just... I love that he's 
such a goofball, but is like really comes into his own and grows up and matures. And I just really appreciate a lot about him as a character. Um, and then my number one, if you couldn't already tell from everything that I've said in this episode so far, let alone how much I talk about her on Discord, is Sabine. Um, I could talk about Sabine for years. <laughs> I just really relate to her character and her personality a lot. Trials of the Dark Saber is like my absolute favorite piece yeah. of Star Wars ever, and I love Sabine a lot. <laughs> so then we have to ask you, how do you feel about... Is this when we're asking this question? Yeah. How okay. do you feel about Sabine being Force-sensitive? I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah. I... Like as much as Andrew? Oh, I read it definitely hates it more than Andrew. I... Look, being Force-sensitive is not something that you can like grow into that like suddenly at the age of 30 you become force sensitive that's never been how it worked it's always you are or you're not Mm -hmm. um and for her to have lived and worked so closely with Kanan and Ezra for four plus years and neither of them to have ever picked up on her being force sensitive it just takes away from her relationship with them and like she's a Mandalorian she is a fully capable warrior of her own accord. She doesn't need the force to be fully capable. That is true. But the thing is uh, that I don't know if we've ever gotten the answer to is can a Jedi or a force sensitive person just sense that someone is force sensitive? Like, I don't, is that even a, well, Kanan says that, in rebels no that's how they knew ezra was force sensitive yeah how did they i have how did they say that about ezra like i don't even remember because ezra could always hear the kyber crystals and stuff like that sabine never could but i'm saying like kanan did he sense that ezra was force sensitive or did he see him do something or did ezra say something that made him... I feel like he had his suspicions, and then when Ezra broke into Kanan's room and was, like, checking out the holocron and was able to open it, that's when Hera was like, oh, he passed the test, he is Force-sensitive if he was able to open that. Because, like, I went back and watched that scene when Kanan uh, is talking to Hera about mm-hmm. training Sabine, and she's like, Hera's like, oh, because Sabine's not Force-sensitive? And he says, no, comma... Every then he says like everyone has the force in them, and it seemed like he was implying that she was force sensitive. That yeah, she's just, she's just being stubborn. Well, but even Ezra at the start of that episode is like, I don't know, maybe it's not a good idea for you to train with it. And Sabine's like, What do you mean? Go on. And he's like, Well, I struggled with lightsaber training, and I have the force, implying I have it. You don't. Well, right, but he could be wrong. Well, obviously he was. <laughs> but I just think that Kanan's comment about she can't Everyone. use the force because she's stubborn. Like mm-hmm. implying that he believed that there was something, there was a possibility that there was something there. It's up for interpretation. I mean, even what's his, the droid said that she would have never been picked. Right. Yeah. The because last her, bottom of the line, but. Her medical encounters too low. 
essentially. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how it plays out. But the force lives in all. Yeah. Some so. people can figure out how to open it, apparently. But it's a it's a topic to, to be d- debated about sp- sp- Sabine specifically, and we could talk about that a lot. And I think there could be like... It's Disney. The Force op- awakens in everyone. Except for... It's only like the third random character they've made Force-sensitive. It's not that common. Right. So, but... Oh, it's becoming common. <laughs> if Andor is all of a sudden Force-sensitive... <laughs> I would be so mad. Because we know that he's not in the Rogue One. They gotta be consistent with that. But now we could get other characters in in Andor that might be force sensitive. Who knows? But what's his name in Andor force sensitive then? Who? Sharud? Yeah. Oh, in Rogue One? He was. He just was never trained to be a Jedi. Correct. And he was just very weak in the force like he could do enough to like help him fight and like when he shot that one tie fighter out of the sky on edu like blind he, he could sense that but he probably couldn't like move anything with the force or anything but i don't know i think the sabine thing will be debated for years to come but we'll see how it all plays out maybe she's just that's the only time it's ever going to work is those two moments and then she'll never do it again, but who knows. But yes, Ezra and Sabine are two solid good answers that Reddit gave us. And how did how did you feel about their live action portrayals just as portrayals? Minus like the writing of her being force sensitive, I absolutely loved everything about them in live action. I thought they were brilliantly cast, brilliantly acted. I mean their costumes, other than Sabine's armor not fitting very well, were just absolutely amazing. And like the moment where they saw each other for the first time was just perfect. I cried. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you watch our breakdowns of the episodes? Not yet. I haven't had a chance to. <laughs> uh, Drew and I hated that. That was the worst interaction of all time. It was so in character for them, though, because they're both nah. just like kind of awkward and like. I don't know. Compared yeah. to the interaction that Ezra had with Hera, I wanted that with Sabine to sacrifice the entire galaxy to meet up with your friend and to be like, "What's up, homie?" and like pound it. Like, there's a different level of love there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think Ezra was in character in that, but Sabine, I think, should have been a little bit more emotional. I felt, just cry. Just like, too, 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 like just, <laughs> tear little, up at least a little bit. Just a little something. That's all I wanted. Right. But yeah. So I think they were cast very well. I think Natasha was was great. Natasha Bordizzo. Is that how you say her name? Mm-hmm. Bordizzo. I think, I think so. I think she did a very great portrayal all right drew what's up next top two moments Ooh, there's a lot of moments in star wars there are um you can't my number I'm just kidding no more rebels <laughs> from now on no <laughs> <laughs> uh my number two is actually when ezra and sabine were reunited oh. in Ahsoka. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 wow that's fine 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. But it's okay that you guys don't like it because you don't have to like everything about Star Wars. Right. Um, and then my number one is Trials of the Dark Saber, like kind of as a whole, but particularly the moment where like Sabine actually starts training with the Dark Saber and like is actually honest with herself about her emotions regarding the entire thing because it makes her that much stronger of a person and better of a leader. And I just resonate so much with her internal struggle in that episode. Like mm. it's just my absolute favorite moment. Yeah. That scene always gets me, gets my misty eyes. It's a very emotional scene, but yeah, definitely a good top moment. I would say. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up top two least favorite moments in star wars okay so number two is the end of episode nine where it's like he's dead wait no she's dead wait no they're kissing and now (laughs) he's dead i don't i it's so stupid to me (laughs) that's drew's favorite moment (laughs) the the ray kylo ren death slash kiss slash she he kissed she kisses the life out this of him. Sucks the life out of him. <laughs> I yeah. I just Yeah. There's a lot of a, things I don't understand about the sequels, but particularly that scene, I'm just like, that why was that the way that you chose to do that? So when did you see that movie in relation to your watching Star Wars content? Was that before you started watching the shows? Yeah, so I watched all of the sequels when they came out in theaters, but at that point I was enough of a casual fan that like I had seen Rogue One and had seen the sequels and didn't realize that Jyn Erso and Rey were two different people. And so when Rey's always like, I want to know who my parents are, I'm like, didn't you see the beginning? Like (laughs) at the beginning, we saw them like get the one your mother got shot. I don't. So even though I've rewatched them since watching the shows, I'm still not really a sequels fan but i'm glad they exist for the people that do enjoy them right all right number one um was padme dying of a broken heart i'm sorry but she is such a like self-assured character i'm like that is the stupidest way Dang. like she had kids to live for she her whole life did not just revolve around anakin so her Dang. dying of a broken heart because he turned to the dark side just seems like it's bad writing. It's more than that. Okay. <laughs> I, Dang. Dang. It's more than that though because she didn't have the strength from the birth to come then back. Then say and- that. Don't say she's dying of a broken heart because the droid it's said heart, medically but- she's fine. Yeah, that's true. She says she, she lost the will to live. That's why I think we... That's true. Said. I never really thought about that. Now that I have kids, that kind of does. Hurt. Mm, I might have to yeah. think about that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. I, don't know, I think it's just like such a like a moment of shock. Like your husband has turned to the dark side and killed all these people. Like and I don't know. I could killed you. I could understand. Like in the moment, like it's so overwhelming. That you, you can't like rationally think, oh, I have kids to take care of. Like in the moment, it could just be like the only thing. But it is a very memeable 
moment that we get a lot of memes on of that moment of where she dies like that, which is funny. Not funny, slash yeah. not funny. <laughs> yeah, it's not her death that I have an issue with. It's the fact that they're like, oh, she's medically fine. She's just sad. That annoys me. All right. Well, Drew, what's the next one? Because I feel like she just said one for the next one, but what's up next? Your Star Wars hot takes? Is that one? Just one. Just one. Your number one Star Wars. Unless you have two, but if you. No, I just have one. Um, I actually don't like the movies that much. (laughs) It is a very hot take. I'm aware of this. Um, Dang. But again, like, I had watched all of the movies either, like, at home or if, like, all of the sequels in Rogue One and Solo I saw in theaters, but just never really got into the fandom. It wasn't until I watched the shows that I actually cared about Star Wars as a whole. So just oh, i'm glad that, is, that again i'm glad they exist for the people that like them i'm just that is a definition of the hottest tank of all time i think <laughs> so i can understand someone saying like they like the shows more than the movies because i feel like i cause i've said i think like clone wars and rebels each are better than any of the trilogies mm-hmm. but like I still like I need a fan. most of the movies. So, I mean, I enjoy the movies. I just, 10 times out of 10, I will watch any of the shows over the movies. Right. That's a little different than saying I don't like the movies. <laughs> I Okay. <laughs> I like Rogue One. I like Revenge of the Sith. I'll... Well, we'll get into the movie yeah. making. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, next up then is rank the trilogies. So you got the prequels, the original, and then the sequels. How would you rank those three? Starting with bottom three, what's your least favorite trilogy? Least favorite would be sequels. Um, and then honestly, I have I kind of go back and forth as to whether I like the prequels or the original trilogy more. Um. I think I liked the original trilogy more until I saw Clone Wars, and then now the prequels are like top spot for me because I've seen Clone Wars. All right, so sequels, originals, and then prequels. Yep. In order. Yep. Fun. I think that was that was my. Was it yours? My same. Probably. Saying this is a long. T- we've been doing this for three and a half years. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Mine's definitely originals. All right. Well, Drew, what's the last topic we have? Rank all 11 films. Uh-oh. This is the big the big one. This might be the biggest hot take of all time, too. Here's okay, so all. I go from the bottom up, right? Yep. So number 11, what's your least favorite Star Wars movie? So number 10 and number 11 could really switch, but it would be episodes 8 and 9. Okay, okay, good. Wait, 8 and then 9? I, I don't remember them well enough to remember the difference between the two. <laughs> oh, I just really man. do not enjoy either of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have well, that's fair enough. Once? Huh? Have you only seen them once? No, I've seen them probably three or four times each. Okay. Um, and yeah. then number nine would be Solo. Like, it's a decent movie, but I feel like it undoes a lot of Han Solo's arc in the original trilogy. So it does. How would you say 
So because when we first see him in a new hope, he's very like self-centered, all about himself, doesn't care about anybody else. And I feel like in the solo movie, we see him like that at the start, but then he starts to care about other people more by the end of it. So then it seems like he's going backwards by the time we get to A New Hope, where he's self-centered again. I think he does go backwards, though, because his relationship with what's-her-name's all messed up. Kira. Yeah. But it's interesting, but it's always when the woman that he loves is there that he chooses to be a good guy. Facts. It's not until he meets Leia that he like, comes back and saves the day. Mm-hmm. So True. he's a little softy. <laughs> but. Yeah. Solo, people have mixed feelings on solo movies. Because so if I you think about it, too, is like he also goes back again when it comes to episode seven. Because he, yeah, he he literally leaves his wife and his child. Well, I think because the child, his son went to the dark side and then that kind of put a wedge between him and Leia. Yeah. But do we even know like the timeline on that? Like when he left? Because I think. I mean, he's always been in and out. He, I don't think he's the best dad, to say the least. But either way, he, he does flip-flop a lot. But his Chewy, Chewy's always there with him. though. <laughs> you got to choose your pet dog over your kids sometimes, yep. right, Andrew? <laughs> or Drew? Oh, no. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> not for me. All right, next up, number eight. Uh, Brady, don't hate me. Phantom Menace. <laughs> oh, dang. Episode one at number eight. Interesting. And why do, why do you have it so low on your list? Um, I don't know. I just the story isn't as compelling as some of the other ones to me. Like little Annie, come on. It, yeah, I. So it's, so it's it's more so. There's just better ones. Not necessarily that it's bad. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. I can I can accept that. Yeah. There's. Episode seven. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with episode seven? Come on. All right. <laughs> All right. So that's no, so that was number eight. Number seven would probably be episode seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right in the middle. It's, yeah, it, it's the best of the sequels in my opinion, and I don't hate I don't it. It just kind of feels like really? they copied and pasted from A New Hope. A little bit, yeah. but. All right, next up, number six. Uh, would be Attack of the Clones. All right. And again, not that I don't like it, I just, the story isn't as compelling as some of the other ones. I really, I'm, I'm surprised that you would say that because of its close proximity to the Clone Wars, like, show, and how closely related that is to the show, which is interesting. Yeah, I... I like Ahsoka. I'm a little sad that she's not in Attack of the Clones. I mean, it makes sense timeline-wise completely. It doesn't line up, but Ahsoka's a large part of why I like the Clone Wars, so. Right. So then, next up, number five. A New Hope. Alright. First original trilogy episode. Mm-hmm. So then, number four. Return of the Jedi. Alright. <laughs> Number three. Empire Strikes Back. All right. All right. So that's our number three. So now we're in our top three. So what's number two? Uh, Revenge of the Sith. 
And so then that means your number one is Rogue, Rogue one. one. Awesome. So it's interesting. So I, I wrote it down. So from the bottom, eight, nine, solo, one, seven, two, four, six, five, three, Rogue One. Interesting. Yep. We should like, go back and like look at everyone else's list that we had for like us and then like interviews to see like the range of we differences. Should. But so why Rogue one is really good? Why Rogue One and Episode Three? Like why are are they your top two? Like, why are they, could they be interchangeable or are they definitively like one and two? They're somewhat interchangeable. I think the reason Rogue One is my absolute favorite is because it's just solidly a good movie on its own. Whereas Revenge of the Sith, I didn't, like, I liked it, but I didn't appreciate it a whole lot until after I'd seen Clone Wars because Clone Wars really gives you an appreciation for just how far Anakin fell and how significant it was that he turned his back on the Jedi order. Um, and yeah, I even like Rogue one more after seeing Andor as well. Um, but I just, Andor in general was a really good movie. Rogue one, I think was really well written. The cinematography is amazing. It just is a good all around movie, even if you're not into star Wars. Awesome. Cool. Cool. So that is, everything on our interview list um do you have anything else you'd like to say about star wars off the top of your head this is your time to say it let's make it your canon opinion <laughs> right here on the internet i think mandalorians are better than jedi <laughs> oh dang <laughs> another hot take but um so then that being said we know that you have your um, podcast, other podcast that you're on, the Gryffindor Common Room. So, yeah. So, because you're huge into Harry Potter, was that do you like Harry Potter more than Star Wars? No, I definitely am more into Star Wars. Oh, dang. Um, yeah, the Harry Potter podcast was more just I made a friend and we were both super into Harry Potter. And so I had somebody to start. A Harry Potter podcast with and I don't really have the time to start another podcast so I just keep up with the Harry Potter one with my friend and then like listen to a bunch of Star Wars stuff and have my costuming stuff that I do with Star Wars too so cool and it's the Gryffindor common room right that's what it's called yes so if you guys like anyone listening likes Harry Potter go check out Retta's podcast I I've seen all the movies once but I just don't know enough to like sit down and listen to an episode. I was like, I can't yeah, remember anybody. <laughs> that's fair. That's that's completely fair. It's a huge thing to get into, and yeah. <laughs> but are you excited for the like remake of the Harry Potter things, like in the TV series? Because they're doing I, each book is going to be a season, apparently. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about it. Like, there's part of me that wants to be excited. But then at the same time, like, I wish that the author would be kinder with her words or stop talking. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, just, just be kind. I wish people would just be kind. Um, <laughs> and But would you watch they the do Netflix it series? I will probably watch it. Yes. I'm 
I want to be excited about it. I hope that they do it correctly, but also I don't know that we necessarily need a remake. I would rather that they made like a prequel or something, some sort of spinoff versus remaking it because I feel like the movies are already a pretty good adaptation of the books. Or but... I think they like to play. No. The... Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, like the play people. was like a uh, after, took place after the movies, right? Yeah, it was supposedly like 19 years later, um, and it's hotly contested. I would say the majority of the fandom just does not consider the play to be canon, but that's a whole a whole can of worms that you can get people to argue about for days. So, <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Well, thank you, Retta, for being on this podcast and answering all these questions and ranking everything. Definitely. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely cool seeing other people's perspectives on Star Wars whenever we can. Even though I knew most of your answers were going to be Rebels related, but not yeah, everyone. Yeah, not like I talk about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But not but, everyone knows that. Yeah, but if, if you join the Discord, you would know that because Red is always talking about that. So <laughs> join the Discord if you haven't. Link is in the description in the landing page that we have. But before we end the episode we gotta do everyone's favorite time of the podcast episode and it's voicemail time so let's transition over it's voicemail time all right cool cool so we have four voicemails tonight um, two of them are specifically aimed at Retta because people in the Discord knew that she was going to be on. Um, so we'll listen to those two first. Um, I will say the there's one from Will and then one from Brady. Brady sent in two, but his second question is for Retta. So I'm going to play his second one. So it's going to sound out of order when we do Brady's thing, but that's fine. So let's listen to Will's voicemail. Retta! Will here. I'm curious. What has been your experience with cosplaying? How many people have you met so far? Are they cool? Not as cool as us, though, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but, the, but what has it been like? I'm actually wanting to get in the cosplay myself, so I'm wondering. All right, so that's Will's voicemail. I'm going to quick play Brady's one, two, back to back. So, Oh, and here's another quick voicemail I had. Um, Boss Ness was unable to leave one this week. He's incredibly busy in the Planet Core. But he wanted to know if you, Retta, were planning on cosplaying any Gungans anytime soon. And if so, which one you were thinking about doing. And also, he was wondering if... Um, the other guys at Empire Radio would ever be willing to try cosplaying a Gunkin as well. Thanks. And uh, Boss Nass gives his salutations. I'll put it that way. <laughs> All right, cool. Thank you, Will and Brady. So, Retta, what would you have to say about just like the people you've met, which is Will's question, like how many people have you met? Because you do a lot of cons and stuff, but also mm -hmm. advice for people who want to get into doing cosplay. So, 
I would say if you were wanting to go hardcore into the cosplay scene and join like the Mando Mercs, the 501st, the Rebel Legion, um, it's a lot of work, but it is super, super fun. And my favorite thing about it is that it means like for you to get approved with whatever club, like your costume is going to be screen accurate. So it's going to look really, really good. Um, but then you can also use your costume for like community service and charity work and like that's one of the reasons that I joined that was so that I could actually do something with my costume more than just dressing up for myself at conventions. Um, so that's why I joined. Um, and yeah, it just depends on which costume you're wanting to do as to which club you would be in. So if you're a Mandalorian, you're part of the Mando Mercs. Um, if you're any of the like bad guys, so any of the Imperials, you know, your Stormtroopers, Darth Vader, things like that. Uh, that's going to be 501st, and then, you know, like, Jedi, any of the quote-unquote good guys are all going to be Rebel Legion, and then there's some costumes that cross over in between. Um, yeah, and I've met so many amazing people through doing it. Um, our local chapter has about 50 official members uh, for the Mandalorians, and I've met most of them, I think. And but we work a lot with the Rebel Legion and the 501st as well, so we do a lot of events together. And I've met just some of the most incredible people. I don't know if I can really compare them to the people I've met through Empire Radio because some people, like Empire Radio people, I've only met via the internet, the other costumers I've met in person. But Star Wars nerds are wonderful most of the time, so <laughs> most of the time, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the question I though I have though is. Like, how, where do you get the stuff for your cosplay? That was like, my question. Like, how like, do you do it? Like, how do you know <laughs> that, like, what you're building is to the correct specifications Specs. and design and shape and stuff? Like, that's all I was like, I don't know. Yeah, so all of the clubs have what's called costume requirement lists or CRLs. And so uh, for, like, the Rebel Legion and 501st, where you're doing a specific on-screen character, it's going to be a very specific, like, you know, if you're a stormtrooper, you have all of these pieces that are made out of this or look like this. You know, it's got that list of exact specifications. Uh, the Merc CRLs are a little bit different unless you're doing a canon character. So if you're doing a custom character, which is what my Mandalorian is, we just have rules about, like, you know, your helmet has to be this size proportional to your body and it has to have the T-shaped visor and... Here's the symbols you're allowed to use. Here's the ones you're not. And you have to have these certain pieces of armor, these certain pieces of, you know, a belt and stuff like that. Um, a lot of people do 3D printed stuff for their props. So like my helmet and my blaster for my costume are both 3D printed. Um, some people print the rest of their armor. For me, I used a product called Sintra, which is just plastic PVC foam board. Um, so you get templates size the templates roughly to yourself and then cut them out of the plastic with a jigsaw and use a heat gun to shape it. And then you paint mm -hmm. it whatever color scheme you want. Um, and you just like put that on clothes essentially. Like, yeah, stay on you. I guess. <laughs> I don't know if that's a dumb question, but no, no, there's no dumb questions. Um, so yeah. I've got a flight suit that's made out of scrubs. Some people make their own, but it's just supposed to look like you've got a one piece flight suit on. Um, and then you have a vest that you make, um, or you can make it or buy it, but most people make them. And then I use Velcro to keep the armor pieces attached to the vest. 
Interesting. Cool. I do remember, Will, to answer your question from when we talked to the 501st a couple years ago. Because, um, like, they have, like, the catalog where it has, like, every... There's, like, hundreds of characters in there. And Any character, pretty much, you can think of, you can make it. They know yeah. how to do it. And so, like, I asked them, you know, like, what's the most common ones? And they're like, well, actually, the most common is the Imperial Officer because that's a base, like, that you can build upon, like, to do add to it and to make different characters and so if you want to do something simple where you can maybe work on it as time goes on to like upgrade it to other things you could do a period officer which being easy because there's this black pants well you can be shirt. yeah so or you can be thrawn will yep Good. that's true that's thrawn would be a cool dude how many people are gonna be doing that enoch character now is, is oh I, I bet there'll be a lot there's gonna be a lot of those guys, and a lot of just those night troopers in general. I feel like they're gonna be just like casual fan cosplay stuff. It would be cool to see. Mm-hmm. So yeah, dude, yeah the that cool helmet. I've already seen people like already build that helmet out. Fun. I might do this so yeah. sweet. And then Brady asked if you would ever cosplay a Gungan. If so, who? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, mostly because the thought of wearing the like <laughs> rubber mask over my face makes me feel a little claustrophobic. Um, <laughs> and I know that might sound ironic coming from somebody who regularly wears a Mandalorian helmet, but that breathes oh, a lot better than a rubber mask would. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then he asked us, Drew, would we ever do a Gungan cosplay? No. No for a cosplay, but how about this? What if Disney made a show that had live-action Gungans in it and they needed people to dress oh, up? Dude, if Disney came to me and asked me for anything, I would do it. Okay. I might I have to dress up as guy. a Gungan, too. I don't know. It don't matter. I just I want to dress up as trooper. anything. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to figure out how to build like a legit like scout trooper outfit. That's what I would want. One of my best friends has a scout trooper and it's really, really fun trooping with him in it because he just acts like a total dork. <laughs> and I would just yeah. miss everything on purpose. Yep. Yep. That. Yep. <laughs> I feel like uh, that would be so hard to make. Like, how do you three? So when you 3D printed yours, you just like had someone to have it and they did it? Or like, how did you do it? So yeah. I don't have a 3D printer. I commissioned my blaster and my helmet. So somebody else had the file and the printer and like the file tells the printer mm-hmm. how to like go back and forth and build it up. Um, a lot of the troopers are actually going to be vacuum formed. Um, so people it's like a whole process that you there's approved creators that may or may not have like a mold that dates back to the original molds that were used for making the props on the sets of the films um like my friend micah that has a scout trooper he's like five three so he had to get like specialized like for a shorter stature uh scout trooper um but that's part of the nice thing about joining up with like the 501st or one of the clubs is they can help you source a maker for the specialized pieces like that yeah, see, everything you just said scared me again. I'm I'm scared again. <laughs> yeah, but that's why you joined the club because, like, I knew nothing going into it. But then the people in my club were like, no, this is what you do. You contact this person. You do this. And I was like, oh, okay, you know what you're doing. I'll listen to you. So you can answer this question or not. 
roughly how expensive was your outfit? And you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but I think all total it ended up around seven hundred. That's not that bad. I think. Which isn't bad for a Star Wars cosplay, especially one that's head to toe like mine is. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, the, they get more expensive the higher up you go. Like, I've got a friend who has a Chewbacca costume. Oh, um, no, that was five grand. <laughs> Doing Vader is like six grand. So mm. it just depends on where you're at. So um, can someone join like one of those groups and just like commission the whole thing and not have to do anything? Yeah. And that's legal? That's allowed? Yeah, they don't necessarily care how you do it. As long as you meet the costume requirement lists, you're good to just join and be approved. Because I think when we talked to the 501st, like, like, you can commission people, but you can't have like a pre-made thing. Like, So you can't just order like, offline like someone that has Stormtrooper things. Like, you have to have it custom-made specifically for you. I think. Yeah, it does have to be tailored and fitted specifically to you. And so there's some makers that are able to do that. It can be tricky, especially with the troopers and stuff. A lot of the times, like when my friend Micah was making his scout trooper, like he's had to like trim down the edges of stuff and use a heat gun to shape certain pieces. And um, like, I think he painted his helmet himself. And Mm -hmm. so it all depends on how much of it you want to do. Like the Mandalorian Black Series helmet as your Mandalorian helmet. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times it ends up being a lot cheaper to do the things yourself versus commissioning it because then you're saving on all the labor that goes into it by just doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I forgot I would want to be a Ahsoka trooper. Never mind. Ahsoka <laughs> trooper. Mm. That'd be dumb. Dude, just, mm-hmm. just be what, the ice cream bucket line? guy. Is that a... Huh? I will first, or is that... That's t- I uh, believe the clones are 501st. So they're from the 501st, but they, they change. It's like 223, I think. No, three, three, 323. 323, yeah. Or 322. Something like that. I think it was, yeah, 332, something like that. Yeah. Um, That's what it is. But as far as the clubs go, they would belong yeah. to the 501st Legion That's since the they're troopers. Gotcha. Fun. All right. Well, those are our cosplay voicemails, but we have one more from Brady and then one from Garrett. So let's listen to Brady's first voicemail that he sent. Hey there, Empire Radio. What a pleasure it is to be leaving another voicemail for you. And what a pleasure it is to be saying hello to the Mandalorian herself, Miratal, on your podcast. I just wanted to know, for the record what your favorite parts of the entire Ahsoka show were. I apologize if you've already answered this because it might have come up in a podcast that I've missed, but I really want to know what your thoughts on the Ahsoka show are. And Retta, how did you get so into cosplaying? And what have you thought of the community so far? Thank you all. Have a great day. And thank you once again, Miss Miratal, for your lovely cards that you sent my way. Have a fantastic rest of your day. And as always, I hope that you've gotten your daily dose of Bantha Stew. I guess I forgot at the end of the first I was one. Say, was, you could have played this one. But the second <laughs> one was also about, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but thank you, Brady. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. Um, but his question for us three tonight, what was our favorite parts of the Ahsoka series? Who wants to go first? 
I mean, I gotta think about it. Reda, what was your favorite part? We know what your um, favorite part was. Pretty much just all of the Ezra and Sabine stuff, minus Sabine being force sensitive. Like, I already talked about that earlier. I just thought that they were really well cast. I loved that Ezra sounded like Ezra. Like, uh, there's one time in the finale where he was like, Sabine! That sounded like a soundbite from Rebels. It was absolutely incredible. All right. Uh, for me, I would say, I think it's episode five. Yeah, I was going to say flashback, like World Between World stuff. Like, that is something special that's going to go down in history for Star Wars, I think. Um, Seeing Clone Wars in live action, seeing the Mandalorian, sees a Mandalore a little bit in live action. That's, yeah, that's, that's, has to be it for me. Yeah, so that's great. I I think I I really. I really like live action Sabine's portrayal. Like I, I was like going into, cause like I never really picture, I think I've said this on the podcast. Like I've never thought of animated Sabine as being Asian. I always thought her as being like Hispanic or like Middle Eastern type of, or something, because I just associate that with the, the voice actress that did her. I go like, Oh, that's just whatever. So then I was like, Asian Ahsoka or Asian Sabine was like a little different for me. I was like, but who is this person? Who are, I don't know who this actress is. I never met her. Like she better not screw up Sabine. And I think she did a very faithful like portrayal. And I really, really, really liked her. And I hope to see her again in live action. So. Yep. Drew, well, someone has to train Gogu. Gogu. <laughs> But Drew, yours was just uh, episode five? Or yeah, I think there... episode five. Thrawn stuff was cool, but like seeing Thrawn and like all those troopers when like they're like chanting and stuff was pretty dope. Like that scene was amazing. But yeah, seeing Anakin and seeing the Seeds of Mandalore and her t- troopers and Rex and it was so cool. So yeah, it's got to be that. Well, young actually, Annie, and it was so well done. Yeah, I also really liked the whole end with Balin at the father, son, daughter statues. Like, I really, 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 really like that because it's pointing so much to so many possibilities in the future. And I'm hope hopefully they can recast someone like Leave Schreiber. I think he'd be the best, but. I really like that end scene for Balin. I thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we got one last voicemail from Garrett, who has been, I don't know if Red hasn't been listening to our breakdowns. Garrett has been, he's a world-class pod racer, and he's been winning all these races. And last week, the Huts were after him because they were betting on someone else, and Garrett won. And so he was being chased, and this is our update on what's what's going on with Garrett. So let's see what's going on. Hey, Empire Radio. It's Garrett again. I'm still trying to make it off Tatooine after winning the Boonta Classic. I have my eyes on that N1 Starfighter I saw when I was first working on my pod racer. But apparently, the Huts have battle droids. Look, the droids we're looking for. Look at that, right on cue. Hold, please. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Got him. Wait a minute. Is that a loft cat? What are you doing on Tatooine, little guy? Doesn't matter. Let's get you out of that cage. I shall name you Panther. Oh, I think he likes it. Speaking of cats, are you more of a cat person or a dog person? Come on, Panther. Let's get into this awesome Starfighter. Alright, cool. Thank you, Garrett. Wow, I can't believe you took out all those battle droids all by yourself. Uh, but he has a question for us. Are we a, a cat person or a dog person? He isn't. He is new to the podcast in the last few months, so he hasn't caught up on everything we said in the past. But for me, definitely a dog person. Definitely dog person. Dogs are way better than cats. Would you agree, Retta? Yeah, I. I mean, I lean more towards dogs, but I do also like cats. But I'm overall, I'm more of a dog person. Yeah, I'll 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 pet a cat. Like if they're at someone's house, like I'll try to befriend them, but they're just so like. Ugh, humans they're, standoffish uh, there's like yeah well, but i will say i on sundays i have i go to a bible study through my church and the house that we go to they have two cats that are very affectionate and they like me so i guess those cats are pretty cool because they let me pet them and they'll it all depends on the cat but most cats a cat that was like a dog she was the best she yep. would stretch at you when you walked in the door and then she would meow when the dogs were barking <laughs> Which is pretty dope. Yeah. But if you like cats, that's you do you. I just know that dogs are just way better. <laughs> Agreed. All right. Cool, cool. Well, that is everything we have planned tonight. So uh, before we get into our socials and stuff, Retta, you can plug in all your socials once again. You've already said it, but plug it. Go quick. <laughs> okay, uh, my Instagram where I post a lot of pictures of my cosplay stuff is diabetic.cosplayer. Um, and then my podcast is the Gryffindor Common Room Podcast if you're into Harry Potter. Cool, cool. All right, well, let's jump into our socials and then we'll get out of here. So in the description below, the links.co slash Empire Radio links but with two eyes is a landing page for everything. And so you can join us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, join the Discord. You can hang out with Red in the Discord. She's always one of our most active uh, members. So go check out the Discord. It's a lot of fun there. More of the merrier. Um, we have our fan email on there. We have our voicemail. If you want to send a voicemail, click the link. We always love new people. We never get tired of voicemails. Like We've done hundreds and hundreds of voicemails over the last two and a half years so definitely more the merrier send them in in. i think i mentioned fan email if you just want to send us an email um also we are part of the needlessly nerdy.com podcast or entertainment network so if you like any kind of nerdy content go check them out they got podcasts and articles and all kinds of stuff so go get your nerd on over there Uh, i think that's everything so yeah just follow us everywhere we do live streams for every episode uh, on Twitch, so uh, normally Wednesday nights. Next week will be Tuesday night. Uh, a little schedule change. We will be doing another interview with William. Will from the voicemail. So if you've been listening to this for a while, you've heard a million voicemails from Will, and you heard one tonight too. So unless Andor trailer drops, yes, yeah, so unless the trailer drops, then we're kicking uh, uh, Will to the curb. Our mod to this <laughs> priorities. Um, Sorry, Will. He understands. But, but yeah, so Will has been a big part of 
Empire Radio for a while. He's a, a mod in our Discord, and he's just an active person and all on around. Twitch. And on Twitch, too. So, uh, yeah, so live streams will be Tuesday next week, but normally they're Wednesdays. Um, and also, all of our podcast episodes are also on YouTube. I edit those and put those up as soon as possible. So go follow us on YouTube. We're knocking on 500 subscribers. And so we would love for you guys to just go over there and just follow us. So, a lot of fun. Anything else that you guys want to say tonight before we head out? Thanks for having me on. <laughs> oh, no problem. You're welcome. We'd love to, love to have you again maybe sometime in the future, wherever, yeah. however it plays out. Any Because sometimes, you know, Drew has to go on vacation or something, and Andrew's not available, so more people are in the better. episode. Yeah, I've only missed one episode, you, I think. You missed one? I think it was our summer, our first summer in 2020. I think I had to do something. And you, oh, you had COVID, didn't you? No. Oh. Um, I oh. I think you guys did like a book review or something that first summer. So it's like a few months in. I have to go back. I think I just only missed one. So it's, this is episode 227. Can you believe that? That's a lot of episodes. But that's that. So let's just get out of here. So I am... Oh, I've already screwed it up. <laughs> You've been listening to... <laughs> Another interview-tastic episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And I'm Retta. And may the Force be with you. Always. Needlessly Nerdy, your source for all things nerdy. www.needlesslynerdy.com